Welcome back to Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly for the weekend of May 26, 2023. I'm Chris Temple of NationalInvestor.com, and with me as always is the mercenary geologist Mickey Fulp. And uh, Mickey, another uh, pretty poor week for the precious metals given the rise in interest rates and the rise in the dollar. And those are exactly the reasons. Dollar up, 10-year treasury rate up, gold down. Lost one half percent, close at nineteen forty-seven. Silver lost two point two percent, close at twenty-three twenty-eight. Platinum lost three point nine percent, close at ten twenty-two. Palladium down six point two percent to thirteen ninety-six. Ouch. Well, certainly not the place to be for this week, at least. And it, and again, with the dollar rallying, and we'll get to the Fed chatter and economic stats when we get down to the money section, but uh, undoubtedly because of Fed expectations uh, uh, changing again in, in recent days. The copper price did less bad, but it's still been on the back foot for several weeks. Six weeks in a row down, uh, cumulative about 10%, close it. 367 down four cents on the week uh, for the first time since the early days of the pandemic so that's three plus years ago hedge funds are net short copper a lot of this has to do with uh, weakness in Chinese demand uh, despite all that uh, the copper price is in uh, what I would call weak contango okay and moving on, the least energy managed to buck that trend with a lot of the other commodities and had somewhat of a rally. Yeah, once again, this is all affected by uh, the debt ceiling deadline, which is coming. Uh, and also the price of oil, OPEC plus, Russia wants to cut production, Saudis want to up production. Uh, all this led to about a dollar gain for WTI on the way close at 72.80. Uh, rigs down another nine this week, I think down 37. That's like 5% wow. of total rigs drilling in the U.S. Three weeks in a row, big drops in drill rigs. Production lost 100,000 barrels at 12.2 million barrels per day. Inventories took a big hit. Uh, down almost 12.5 million barrels to, I think, around 455 uh, million barrels in storage. Imports remain low, uh, four-week average now at 5.8 million barrels per day, and refineries, again, the four-week average. Uh, just about equal year-over-year year at 15.9 million barrels per day. Gasoline uh, inventories remain Historically low uh, prices remain quite high at 3.54 a gallon, average nationwide. News from the patch this week, uh, supposed positive news. I think I'll throw a wet blanket on that one. But uh, came out, Biden administration has approved uh, oil and gas lease of federal lands in New Mexico and Kansas. Uh, that's being promoted as quite a turnaround and a uh, very positive for the oil industry. But get this, 
10,000 acres available for lease. We don't know if any of us perspective uh, for petroleum. Uh, that averages out, well, it, it equals about 16 square miles, which is 16 sections of pittance in oil patch. And not only that, but two-thirds of it is in some place called Cherokee County, Kansas, and New Mexico's the nation's second largest oil producer. Kansas, I don't even know it's in the top ten anymore. So, <laughs> so uh, this is a, a, a big to-do about nothing, in my opinion. Yeah, well, but but it'll let them get off the hook a little bit uh, from what has been a hugely disastrous energy policy generally, and say, well, yeah, but look what we just did. Yeah, right. They might as yep. well they might as well grant lease rights in uh, Midtown Manhattan. No one's going to use them. <laughs> so anyway, moving on, we had yet another fifty-two week high for uranium close. Yeah, and it's exactly uh, about a 52-week high. It was one year ago uh, in May that uranium last was above 54 until this week. It closed at 54.38, up 50 cents on the week. Wow. Well, moving on, the strong rallies that we've seen uh, evolving for the dollar index and for the interest rates, but not in a good way for Treasury bond prices, but for rates moving up, uh, they, they both had big jumps again this week. Yep, with the dollar index up to 104.20 on weakness in the euro, weakness in the uh, Swiss franc, Weakness in loonie. Euro closed at 107.3, down 7 tenths percent. Looney, 73.46, down 8 tenths percent. You mentioned the continuing rise in 10-year treasuries up to 3.81%. Of course, that means that bond prices are going down. That's 11 basis point gain on the week. And I think really this is uh, due to this debt ceiling disarray which is ongoing so uh, um, certainly it looks to me like the dollars being is being a safe haven here well that's for sure but I, I think we also have to acknowledge too Mickey that aside from Jerome Powell a week ago where he kind of waffled about whether the Fed may pause or not almost unanimously aside from him including one of his predecessors, Ben Bernanke, just about everyone, uh, even doves like Kashkari and Goolsby are saying that the Fed is not done hiking interest rates. And if you look this week, we had core inflation move back up a bit. Uh, so it seems to have bottomed. Uh, we've got stronger economic numbers, consumer confidence rebounded. And last but not least, uh, and this is going to help support gasoline uh, and jet fuel prices going into Memorial Day. There's predictions that this will be the busiest travel Memorial Day weekend in several years. So I think a lot of this is that uh, even if the stock market hasn't figured it out, a lot of commodities have figured it out. And I think the interest rate currencies have figured out that the Fed is not done. Well, it's been my position, I think yeah. probably years too far about uh, when this all started, what, uh, a year and a half ago or something, yeah. too late, we uh, we said at the time, but uh, they're not done yet. And I, uh, Perone, uh, 
Alme waiver and the waiver in waffle and the Fed board may waver and waffle and the markets may, uh, you know, there's a futures market on interest rates rise and they go back and forth. But uh, I, I'm pretty certain we're, we're not done. We've got another quarter percent coming here in mid-June, which is, what, uh, three weeks away or something. So, uh, And the markets are waiting and that kind of leads a lead in to our title today. Once again, a Rolling Stones song called Waiting on a Friend, and uh, this is from an album in the early 80s, Tattoo You, and really the markets, uh, perhaps more than DXY and Tenure Treasury, just uh, uh, they go up and they go down uh, uh, on this idea, and also this week, uh, whether the debt ceiling is going to be raised or not and uh, you know it, it seems like every day uh, the Republicans walk away the Republicans are back in negotiations etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh, this week uh, hit still with persistent inflation which you've already talked about a bit the PCE personal consumer expenditures came in just a tick below 5% so Inflation not going away, but uh, durable goods were a very positive rise, and personal spending jumped uh, this this month. So uh, all that led to mixed markets up and down. The Dow closed at 33093, down 1%. Uh, S&P 500 was more or less flat. It gained, what, 12 points on the way, close at 4204. Uh, the VIX remains right about average at 18.2 on the volatility index. Uh, the big winner this week, as it has been for the last <laughs> two weeks, definitely, and outperforming the other markets over the last five weeks or so, is NASDAQ. It closed at 12,976, up 2.5% on the week. And people are saying, you know, I read some pundit today that says uh, NASDAQ stocks are acting as a safe haven, which is about as ludicrous of anything I can have ever heard in my life, that any uh, stock in the marketplace is a safe haven. But that's what at least one pundit attributed it. Yeah, well, we alluded to that you know, phenomenon last week of the NASDAQ being a leader uh, despite rising interest rates, which has rather surprised me. This week it got a big boost from NVIDIA, uh, which just went nutso uh, at you know, almost a billion-dollar market cap. Um, actually, I'm going to take that back, almost a trillion-dollar market cap. Now it's getting near after a big jump this week. And... Uh, I don't know. You've got the Pollyannas and the Momentum Chasers who were whistling past the graveyard big time. When the music stops, we don't know, but inevitably I think it will. Uh, all of that exuberance in the NASDAQ, though, didn't do the Venture Exchange a hell of a lot of good. It dropped a fair bit. Negative again, dropped to 605. It's just uh, uh, teetering on the totter here. You know, we can go back. Whoa. Uh, nearly to the beginning of the year, and it's in this uh, low 600 range and goes up a little bit. I, I'm looking at the chart right now. We're uh, 
year-to-date high, at least on Friday close, 6.38 in mid-April, uh, year-to-date low is a little bit above 600 in the first week of January. So not a lot of going on. Uh, the volumes continue to drop this week, average 17 million per day. So was holding in about 20 for a long time until this month. And really what it is, too many juniors chasing uh, way too little money, way too many juniors, I say. And a lot of that has to do with about 40% of the junior resource companies listed on exchange are zombies. They don't they don't explore, they don't any, do anything. They just raise money to cover their G&A and, uh, and their management salaries, uh, so-called lifestyle companies mining the stock market. A right. broken model, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah that's for darn sure. Uh, moving on, we alluded to the big news that we had all of this last week, uh, boiling it all down, an economy that is still, in the words of Austin Goolsby, one of... Uh, uh, the former President Obama's hatchet men. Uh, the economy's still too strong. Uh, more rate hikes are coming, et cetera, because of the better economy, better uh, or higher core prices. Uh, we're going to get more data next week, too, even though it's a short week with Memorial Day here. We have consumer confidence on Tuesday. We have manufacturing PMI uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday. We have the very important non-farm payrolls on Friday. And really, I think what's going to happen uh, either this weekend or next week is the resolution of whatever is go- whatever they're going to do with the debt ceiling uh, so-called crisis. And that leads me to our poll. And the poll this week will be what will happen with the $31 trillion in U.S. debt. And your choices are an 11th hour cave-in by the rhinos, which is what happened last time this happened uh, a year or two ago. Uh, A Biden budget surrender is your second choice. Third choice is default like 1933 and 1971. Yes, indeed, the U.S. has defaulted on its debt twice in the last 90 years. And the fourth choice, as always, is other comment below. I don't know if we're going to get to the default stage. Um, I'm going to have to add other because we may we may have this thing play out longer than than people think it may not be mickey the republicans who are going to be the biggest problem for biden who because of his years in the senate realizes he may have to deal a little bit but you've got a small vocal group of quote progressives especially in the senate led by bernie sanders and if there is any compromise by biden whatsoever he's not going to get their votes as of right now so wouldn't wouldn't upset me if uh, there was a default, the government shut down. Uh, they'll still send money to Ukraine somehow or other, so it's not like the world has ended. Of course, that's and the- and I'll point out too, they'll send, still send people their their Medicaid and Medicare checks sure. and their 
Social Security. That's not going away. No. So so this is still largely Kabuki theater, but I have to believe that I'm going to throw in a D there and say that uh, to many people's surprise, if there's a, a major hiccup here, it won't be the Republicans caving in. It's going to be that uh, progressives behind Biden will not let him do anything, and that may prolong the standoff. That's my vote. Okay, well, I'm going to vote with what I would hope would happen, and that's another default, and clean up this mess and quit spending more money than we uh, take in. Yeah, well, that would be a good thing. It's, it reminds me especially appropriate to point this out with the $31 trillion in debt. It reminds me of what uh, Jack Nicholson said in the first modern-day Batman movie about 30 years ago when he played the Joker, and I'll paraphrase yes, it's not used Gotham City. This country needs an enema. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, sure does. Well, anyway, Mickey, thanks. Have a great long weekend. Folks, happy Memorial Day weekend to you. It's our turn of belated Victoria Day weekend, if we didn't wish it before, to our friends in Canada. And uh, we'll be back with you next week after the non-farm payrolls and whatever the market and the politicians have in store for us uh, in the week ahead. So thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks a lot, Chris. Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated exclusively by our friends at Kitco.com. To keep up with Mickey Folk, visit him online at mercenarygeologist.com and on Twitter under at MercenaryGeo. Yours truly, Chris Temple, can be found at NationalInvestor.com and on Twitter, it's at NatInvestor. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you again next week.